Hi, welcome to yet another episode of A Story for Your Query. We have with us today a multifaceted personality, Ms. Manjushri Patil, who is the founder director of Atman Academy. Welcome, Manjushri. Thank you. Thank you for having me over today. Atman Academy is a specialized instruction inclusive school for children with diverse learning needs. It has been ranked among the top 10 schools nationally for four consecutive years. Manjushri Patil is a two-time TEDx speaker, a TEDx performer, and a recipient of the ADA Anniversary Fellowship on Inclusive Education by the U.S. State Department of Education at the University of Minnesota. She's also the director and a co-content creator of a course on inclusive education called the Child Course. This course also runs in association with the University of Minnesota. Manjushri has been an advisor, consultant, and a chief trainer for a program on inclusive education with the government of Maharashtra, imparting more than 5 lakh teachers from 36 districts of Maharashtra. She is also the country director of Samantha Education India, the first global education initiative on social emotional learning that has been endorsed by the UN Human Rights Office. To add to this, she is a Sangeet Visharat. The list is long. Welcome to our podcast, Manjushri. Thank you for taking time off from your busy schedule to be here with us today. Thank you so much, Ramila, for having me over here. It's an honor to be in your company and to speak with you. You're so humble. Thank you so much. Let's start with the question that has been hounding us for long. What made you take up inclusive education when the rest of the world was not even thinking about it? <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it, this goes back, way back actually, to uh, where it all began, the, the birth of this entire journey that I had. Um, I have been in a space that has always, always uh, taken care of inclusion and it's been like a part and parcel of our school program and I'm talking about way back in 1990. So at a time when uh, there was no segregation happening, we were already an inclusive space and somewhere that's where my roots are, that's where my beginnings are and that's where I learned about uh, inclusion without actually being taught it. And uh, I realized that oftentimes we were pulling kids out and giving them um, services Rather, I, I would say we were giving them services uh, which were um, which were more like remediation, which meant that they were requiring to change for the world around them. And inclusion is really not that. Inclusion is about accepting people as they are. Nobody needs to change. Everybody just needs to be as they are and just need to acknowledge each other as they are. So um, with this entire journey that started back then, you know, there were these ups and dips and ups and dips. I was a principal at one point of time of an IGCAC school and I realized inclusion was now being thrusted upon people. It was not coming very naturally. And uh, that's when this, um, well, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, as you say, um, by the luck of, uh, I mean, just the luck and the chance that had to make it all happen. I received a fellowship. We were just seven people from India who were selected for a fellowship by the US State Department of Education. And that really, really changed the course of the way I began to see inclusion and I began to see the lacunae that we needed to work upon in India. We could do it, 
but it was just that we had come to a point where we didn't want to do it anymore so therefore this inclusion and the whole process of doing inclusive education so when i started my school i'll be very honest pramila i was feeling very very uh, unsure whether i was doing the right thing uh, because i was still pulling out kids from mainstream schools and putting them in a school over here and that still meant exclusion but then over a period of time and that's what i've even spoken in my tedx talk that over a period of time my own definition of inclusion changed thanks to again my uh, inputs from the ada uh, fellowship uh, my definition changed because i realized we are talking about inclusion always with respect to disabilities and abilities whereas inclusion is about people being together irrespective of whether they have disabilities or they don't have disabilities so again when we look at a school we are looking at learners we are not looking at disabilities we are looking at children we are looking at learners and we are looking at learning styles at the moment that is taken care of that's inclusion beautifully put beautifully put together that reminds me of something i was working in a school um 1986 mm-hmm. i was in a, i was teaching the fifth standard i think Mm-hmm. it was a child bright spark whatever i was teaching i used to teach them science and maths whatever i was teaching she was the first one to put her hand up and answer oh. but when it came to writing what she wrote was greek and latin but she could read what she had written oh oh that's that's fun i mean because it was coming from her own mind which means she was definitely gifted but she probably had dysgraphia now as teachers at that time we didn't know we didn't know anything about learning disability that's why i asked you when the rest of the world was not even thinking we thought of inclusion now what we did was we were teachers who wanted to help so what we did was we would call her immediately after an ass- assessment and ask her to give us the answers and rate her wow what we did then we didn't realize is what is expected we did it out of love and passion for teaching exactly and i will definitely say uh, you know strongly second that because uh, having trained over lakhs of teachers across the country i know for sure pramila and i say this from the depth of my heart that uh, there are teachers who really want to help in fact not there are teachers all teachers want to help every single teacher that i have ever trained has come out to me and said but we want to help we want to do something about it tell us what we can do tell us how we can help having said that many a times it's the whole system that sometimes doesn't become conducive in the classroom yes but uh, you know the whole system and i'm not talking only i'm not putting any blame on anybody i'm not talking about schools per se i'm even saying you know families homes they cannot really tolerate that their child is different and that is so sad for the child i mean it's okay so i am who i am i can't read and spell but look at my artwork or look at me in my football i'm i'm par excellence so why not you look at me in that perspective so you're very right when you said that you know you did what you did from a standpoint of love and care for that child and that is really the basis of inclusion respecting people as they are and you know uh, loving them for who they are you told us a little bit about your journey now tell us a little bit about the hurdles that you faced then as compared to the hurdles that you face now um if i had to talk about then and i'll talk about uh, pre um, having started my school so i started my uh, the school we started 10 years ago i started it uh, and um, before that uh, 
very honestly the hurdles were just the same that i explained to you right now uh, many um, teachers may have wanted to in the classroom help but system uh, a systemic approach maybe at times wasn't ready to support that child because then there are those typical you know things hamara 100% result and all of that and you know i mean let's face it those are the ugly truths of our own um, systems here um that was one families were very very difficult and tough with children how how can he not and you know the the very typical statement that you hear you heard it in tare zameen par and you're hearing it all madam he is lazy he doesn't want to do everything else he can do baki sab kuch usko aata hai ye kyun nahi aa sakta so they don't really realize that these are different different pockets in our uh, brains and we we can do something and we can't do something so it takes a lot of work and effort on parents as well that was the hurdle uh, back then uh, convincing people educating people giving them awareness sessions that was a big hurdle as in that was the work that needed to be done back then 10 years since the time i've started um, atman academy uh, there there were internal hurdles frankly like i told you i was myself not sure whether i was doing the right thing but i'd come to a point of no return where i said that someone needs to get up and do something you know be the change we keep reading so i said let me just get up and start something first let's see where it goes literally that's how i started it i said let me first support the learners who i know just last night i was speaking to a parent whose son is doing exceptionally well he was a child with me and for therapy long back in one of the centers where i was attached here and he said ma'am he owes everything to you the only one thing that i have uh, i feel bad about is that my son never got to be in a school that you that you started because by then he had already finished his graduation and everything so when uh, in all these years hurdles that i have faced here have been very very insignificant actually because the joy of actually running this organization the feedback from parents the smiles on children's faces of being acknowledged as they are i take classes just day before yesterday you know child tells me and she tells me that um, i have been very scared six standard girl i said we were talking about fears in a social emotional learning class and i said what are you scared of she said i used to be very scared of teachers but now for the last one month i'm not scared so i said okay. chalo that is a big big deal for us another child tells me that i have been extremely scared of showing my artwork because obviously he was constantly being judged so when they come to a non judgmental unconditional space that's where the magic happens we don't do anything very great other than that it's just that we love them for who they are general acceptance general acceptance so then now that i don't feel that there are any hurdles yeah i mean there are rozmarra ke hurdles hote hain yes there are financial hurdles i'm not going to deny that because we have issues uh, you know where parents are um, not able to afford fees and all of that but we don't ever refuse a single admission just what 5 minutes ago i also just had a word with a, my admin head hota hai that happens that parents are but we will never ever ever refuse a child if they can't pay fees we welcoming everybody which are the different uh, uh, disabilities that the children have in your school so we have a broad spectrum of challenges that children face uh, we are open to anybody just about everybody and anybody that's that's uh, the reason why we call it an inclusive school but yes uh, from among the entire spectrum of uh, challenges uh, primarily when i started because i myself for the last 30 31 years i have been working with children with learning disabilities specific learning disabilities as we know them 
as uh, dyslexia dysgraphia so primarily we uh, we would like to attract such learners so that they get a space that is very suitable for their learning needs um having said that we also have children who are slow at learning we have a couple of children who are uh, who have intellectual disabilities some kids who may be purely on the uh, you know the add adhd you know hyperactivity or attention deficit we had some we have some kids who have a personality issue we have um, we have behavioral issues that come in we have familial uh, issues some people have a lot of family background issues for which they choose to be in a space like ours which is very accommodating so we and that's what i'm saying after a point of time once a kid comes into school what his challenges are uh, is a topic that is limited only for providing services beyond that point it just kind of uh, melts away we just look at the child and the learning style and what the child needs period and in fact we forget we absolutely forget and we are like hey uh, is this uh, he is certified ld hai kya nahi hai we don't even remember because for us he is just a bachcha that's all then we have to go back to our folders and which is a good thing i think i take great pride that none of us remember what challenges our children have it's <laughs> that's a good thing to know that's that's a good thing to know um that reminds me of a famous quote by witcraft a hundred years from now it does not matter how much bank balance i had which car i drove what matters is that i was important in the life of a child so true so beautiful so, so lovely, be- isn't it so beautiful this this is what a teacher is made of this is what people need to know there was uh, there was another uh, forward which came from whatsapp there was this teacher who asked uh, somebody from the corporate was saying that we do this we do that what is it that the teacher does and the teacher turned around and asked him if you were to get a consignment which is not up to the mark what do you do he said we discard it so the teacher turned around and said when we get a consignment which is below par we try to work on it and bring it on la- line with the others that is what we do we that's never right. turn down a child we accept them as they are for one thing because that's uh, that's the first first thing that needs to be really done and i keep saying this to parents as well as teachers but more often to parents that you know one of the single most uh, detrimental thing that we are doing today as a society as a community is that we are comparing and sure. that's where all the drama begins because we compare the moment i'm saying this one against this one then i'm pitching myself up for True. pain i don't need to compare myself with you or with anybody else i am who i am you are who you are and let's just be as we are comparing one butterfly to another comparing one tiger to another there are lazy tigers and there are go getter tigers yaar there are all kinds of people in this world there is there is nobody who is superior there is nobody who is inferior at the same time there is nobody who is equal you are you i am i that's the reason why we see diversities and uniqueness and shift in my own language in my own parlance also has happened where i i don't really look at people being different i look at them being diverse diversity is just being yourself whoever you are true any message that you have for the teachers for all the good work that you've done i am going to uh and for all the good work that they do 
so for teachers i am going to uh, definitely say that every teacher out there is very very keen to help and uh, for being able to help learners with diversities in our classrooms uh, it's important that firstly we acknowledge diversities and we don't look at this whole uh, biscuit factory kind of an approach where everybody has to be very same because they can't and they won't be two is uh, so once we acknowledge we need to accept it because acknowledging it doesn't it doesn't stop at just that we need to accept it and three we need to acquire the required skills to be able to handle diversities in class and when i say this i'm saying this from a perspective that uh, oftentimes teachers are in class and they have diverse learners but they kind of wait around for either a special educator to come in or a counselor to come in and then i will be able to help this child no there are a thousand things that you can actually do in your classrooms that can make your classrooms very inclusive that can make you feel empowered make you feel strong and make you feel that you are really taking the child in the right direction so my suggestion and my request to all teachers is please please get yourself that learning acquire those skills it is important because then you will feel very happy when you go into a classroom i would like to add something here teachers can acquire the skills but i think the principals also need to do that <laughs> yes so yes dear principals please <laughs> absolutely i mean i know because as a principal i remember when i was when i was a principal um you know i realized that i could have all the kind of thoughts and ideas but the team can't work and the team can have all the kind of ideas that it does but if i don't feel uh, if i there is no buy in from my end as a principal those ideas will never ever pan out in the school so yes. it's a, it's a two way thing as well as management you know it, it's a will that has to come from the management so inclusion is about really looking at the jungle in our school and accepting it as an ecosystem by itself there's a beautiful jungle it takes care of itself i don't know why we use the word jungle because actually jungles take care of themselves far better than uh, the gardens that we have in front of our homes true because those need care jungles manage themselves beautifully it's it's a beautifully well balanced ecosystem and the law of the jungle law of the jungle is very fair very fair very very fair thank you so much manjushri for taking your time off from your busy schedule and it's been wonderful interacting with you and i'm sure there is a whole lot that the teachers can learn from this thank you thank so you. much my honor to be here with you today thank you and a lot of love and warmth to all the teachers to all the educators principals and of course children with this we come to the end of this podcast any question that you have may be addressed to your query my story at gmail.com anchor and spotify permit voice messages perhaps you would like to check out that option that's all for today see you next week bye till then <laughs>